All right, everybody. Welcome to BO Boys for Monday, June 6th. Fuck it. It's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. And Clayton, we are here in the BO Boys studio. We're looking at each other eye to eye. And uh, I am so excited to talk about the results that we're, we're, we have in front of us. Top Gun Maverick, Weekend 2. This is incredible. I am just so pumped up for this episode. And and I think let's just plow so we could talk. talk plow and talk is the way to go. And I'm going to do this plow at Mach 10. Number one, Top Gun Maverick made $86 million, down 32%. It added 16 theaters. It's now at $291.6 million in its second frame. Number two, Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness made $9.2 million, down 42%. It lost 40 theaters. It's at 388 $0.7 million in its fifth weekend. Number three, the Bob's Burgers movie, $4.5 million, down 64%. No theater change. It's at $22.2 million in its second weekend. Number four, the Bad Guys, made $3.3 million, down 24%. It lost 72 theaters. It's at $87.2 million in its seventh frame. Number five, Downtown, Downtown, haha, Downtown Abbey, A New Era, made $3 million, down 48%, lost 359 theaters. It's at $35.7 million in its third frame. Number six, Everything Everywhere All at Once, made $2 million, down 18%. It added 247 theaters. It's at $60.5 million in its 11th weekend. Number seven, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 made $1.7 million, down 30%. It lost 237 theaters. It's at $188.2 million in its ninth weekend. Number eight, The Lost City made $1.3 million, down 34%. It lost 216 theaters. It's at 104 million dollars in its 11th weekend and number nine crimes of the future made 1.1 million dollars in its first frame and another newbie the ifc midnight film watcher made eight hundred and fifteen thousand dollars in 764 theaters in its first weekend and that is the top 10 wow all right so obviously the big story is the second weekend of top gun maverick but I guess before we get into that, is there anything worth talking about in this holdover heavy rest of the top 10? I mean, Lost City obviously is now, what did you say, at $104 million 104 domestic? $104 million domestic. I can't believe there was a time when we were even questioning whether this movie would get over 100 It is now steamrolling past 100 105 is going to happen. Mm-hmm. 110 is possible. Possible. I mean, at this point... We're getting near the end with the Lost City, but it, it, it's been an incredible ride. And the fact that it steamrolled past 100 is, is was just so great to see. But again, drive-in theater season is upon us. It's already going on. You tie this to Maverick. This mm-hmm. thing could get to 110. Wow. Wow. I think we got to talk about another steamroller real fast. Everything, everywhere, all at once. 60. People are saying this could have another 10 million in it. And- it's now officially the highest 
international grossing A24 film because Hereditary made 80 and this is over that worldwide. And so it's got the domestic crown, it's got the foreign crown. And I think this thing, I mean, you were big on it. Now you thought it would go to number five. You were wrong. Mm -hmm. I was right. Mm -hmm. I nailed this top five. But it's closer than it should be. And when you look at this Downton Abbey number, it's a straight three million. Uh, there could be some number fudging going on here. Yeah, with it, it you really made just three million, not three ten, something right. like that. Like I do think that there is some number fudging here. So it's a possibility that everything, everywhere, all at once, did outgross Downton Abbey. Right, and and Downton Abbey is just going to continue to sink. Yeah, you know? I think this weekend. This coming weekend, you're going to see everything everywhere all at once overtaking Downton Abbey, which is what you thought was going to happen this weekend. Right. It's going to happen this weekend. Right. And especially that this coming weekend, obviously, we do a weekend preview show coming up later in the week, so we won't spend much time looking forward right now. But Universal puts out the Jurassic World movies. They also put out Downton Abbey. Mm Mm-hmm. But unlike Lost City and Maverick, I don't think you're going to get Downton Abbey a new era paired with Jurassic World 3 in Mm drive-ins. That doesn't seem like a very natural pair. So Jurassic World coming in is probably only bad news for Downton Abbey. That's going to continue to sing. So, yeah, everything everywhere all at once will probably continue. I mean, the thing, everything everywhere all at once is going to stay in this top 10 for a long time. I think new movies will come and go and everything is going to continue to hover around six, seven, eight for a while, racking up those million-dollar weekends. I think it's going to get to seventy million domestic. I think right now it's got ten million left in it. There's no reason to count, uh, like count it out for that. Like mm-hmm. I mean, there's been so many times where I've said, "Oh, I don't think it's going to make it to this. I don't think it's going to make it to this." And there's no reason to do that anymore because also when you're looking at the release schedule. There's so many gaps in it. Yep. It's like one big movie every other, like every two weeks or something. Right. And then August is a wasteland. So you're going to have an opportunity to get screens. I mean, you see it added 247 screens. Mm-hmm. It'll lose those screens and then it'll gain them back at some yep. point. Yeah. It's just it's just trading screens around at this point. Yeah. It, it's it's got to start getting annoying for these theater managers where they're like, all right, we're taking everything everywhere out of room seven. And then a week later, okay, well, now it's in room four. Yeah, because it's like, well, we need those screens for Crimes of the Future, but everything everywhere all at once is going to be back in two weeks. Right. So Crimes of the Future, that's the newbie, came in number 10. Cronenberg joint. Cronenberg, New Nightmare. I saw this film uh, just last night at the Nighthawk in Brooklyn. And listen, this movie has no mass appeal at all. I think, obviously, it's not going to appeal to the Plain Billies, to the Stack Dwellers, to the Earth Dogs. I think its appeal to the Coastal Elite is is kind of limited. It is the the freak show element of the Coastal Elite. Maybe the freak show element of the Plain Billies. I feel like the Plain Billies don't necessarily want to see this reflected uh, in them. So I think this is a movie that appeals to an eighth of a quadrant, if that. And uh, I loved it. I mm-hmm. enjoyed it. I, I think it 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 gives you some. Listen, all I'm going to say is uh, is is the kitchen chair. It's a thing that I'll be thinking of to the to the day I die. I'm glad this that uh, Crimes of the Future uh, introduced that to my life. But 
This is a movie that is going to be out of theaters very, very soon. It's destined for a streamer. It's a streamer movie. And, uh, yeah, I think that'll be one of those movies that loses all its screens very soon and everything everywhere all at once. Like, yeah, I'll take that. Now, before we talk about Bob's Burgers, which had a huge drop, Mm -hmm. um, I do need to talk about – so on the numbers, they do not have a movie that – Deadline has in their top 10, okay. and that is in uh, a movie called Vikram, mm-hmm. right? So in the – we're doing this on Sunday, so that might be the issue here is right. that the numbers have not updated for their final numbers yet. Vikram is a movie that Deadline has at number seven after everything, everywhere, all at once. And before Sonic, it made in 465 theaters – it made $1.7 million in the three-day. So then Crimes of the Future may actually not have finished in the top 10. Well, it looks like they have it at number 10. The thing that did not make the top 10 is Watcher, got the it, IFC got it, film. So Crimes of the Future is still at number 10. So really, Vikram is one of these films that over-indexed, and it's filling a market that is not being filled, and it's taking advantage of open screens. Yes. Like we've said, there's not enough product. Mm-hmm. This made 1.7 in 465 screens. That's that, This is the future of movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, foreign films, for, uh, uh, fathom events, yep. those type of things will come in, make Bafa Bobo, and leave pretty quickly. Yep. But that's money in theatrical's pocket. Yep. Yeah. No, I, I think I think it's great to see stuff that comes in for a limited time, does what it has to do, and leaves and skips town. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the it's the the equivalent of the divorced dad who sees his kid on a weekend, you know, and goes all out on that weekend. You mm-hmm. know, on that weekend, he's taking him to the water park, he's taking him to the batting cages, he's making him eat hot dogs every hour. The kid is having a great time, but they are going to be sick at the end of this weekend. And then the dad is gone. He probably misses his next weekend. You don't see him for a month or two. But that weekend, that dad went all out. And that is what some of these foreign films that come and they play for just the one weekend. And then everyone has had their fill. And then they go away until the next foreign film comes in the next Dad weekend comes in a month later. And, and it's, a, it's a role that you need filled. That's a perfect analogy. Yeah. Now, Bob's Burgers, number three, down 64%. Mm-hmm. The hardcores came out for this movie last weekend. Yeah. This might, might make it to 30. And then it'll drop off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, $30 million at the theater, uh, that's nothing to sneeze at. I mean, but this isn't Simpson movie money. No, no. But it's a different time. No. And a different, obviously, different level of cultural impact. I mean, mm-hmm. Bob's Bob's Burger is, you know, the, uh, people who, who watched the must-see TV back in the 90s would be familiar with this term, is an 8.30 show. It's not a kickoff show. It's, it's not It's a Caroline in the City. It's a single guy. Right, right. So, so it's Veronica's to, Closet. Was Veronica's, Veronica's Closet, Closet was a 930 show? 930, yeah, yeah, so the 830, 930s, those are the the hammock shows. Mm-hmm. And Bob's Burgers is a hammock show. It's, yes. It's not an anchor of a night. So 
for a anchor for the movie of an anchor show to end up getting to 30 million domestic in its movie spinoff, that's great. A Wings, could you imagine if a Wings movie had been released and made 30 million at the box office total or a coach, you know, an 830 show like a coach mm-hmm. had gotten a, a theatrical uh, spinoff movie and done what Bob's Burgers the movie is doing? Bob's Burgers the movie is doing as well as you could think a hammock show could possibly do at the movie theater. Absolutely. So we've got that. And then Doctor Strange just crossed 900 million. Was it 900 million in foreign? So total, you mean worldwide total? Worldwide total. Foreign. So it's probably yes, it just crossed 900. It's not going to get to a billion. At this point, it doesn't have a hundred million dollars left in it, but but it didn't have China, and it, so it's getting close to a billion without China. Right, that's pretty good. I mean, listen, Doctor Strange is a huge hit. It's also been number one or two the entire time it's been out. Right, so you're looking at what is this? This was its fifth weekend at this point. It is yes, its fifth weekend. So it was three weekends at number one. Now two weekends at number two. I mean, we'll talk on the preview episode, but most likely it'll slip to number three. Like, this is going to be a movie, especially with the lack of giant product, that is probably going to stay in the top 10 throughout the summer just by default, Mm -hmm. you know? And the announcement was made that I think it's June 20-something. I forget the exact date, but it is coming to Disney Plus later in June. 23rd? Yeah. Sounds It has been dated to be on Disney Plus, but you know what? Like I said, by default, it'll probably still be playing in movie theaters all summer because the theaters are going to need that product. It'll Mm -hmm. be streaming on Disney Plus, and it'll be at movie theaters. Doctor Strange 2 was a giant hit. Well, speaking of giant hits. Oh, my God. I mean, this is a next-level hit. This is next-level because Top Gun Maverick dropped only 32%, which to give you some context, this is from Anthony D'Alessandro's must-read deadline Mm -hmm. article from today being Sunday, even though this is releasing on Monday. 32% is the best hold for a wide release that opened over $100 million, ahead of the 40% drop in week two, posted by Star Wars, The Force Awakens, in December 2015. And it's 1% point better than 2004's Shrek 2, which dropped 33%. Wow. So we're talking about Force Awakens and Shrek 2. Wow. That's- Two all-timers. That's great. And it held really well during the week. It's it's going to be his biggest domestic earner by far, wow. Tom Cruise. And then the global worldwide is now at 500, I mean sorry, 5 yeah, 548.6 million. And so it just needs 791.6 million uh, to get past that point to beat Mission Impossible Fallout, which is Cruise's and Skydance's top-grossing movie ever. Okay, so Fallout did make $1.2 billion, or made over a billion. Fallout was a billion-dollar baby. 
No, no. So it, it made seven hundred and ninety-one point six. He's never gotcha. he's never been a billion dollar. Gotcha. Baby. It doesn't need seven hundred ninety-one million more. It no, no. To I'm get sorry. Yeah. Seven ninety-one total. It needs to get oh, past so, seven ninety-one. So this total. will be Tom Cruise's biggest hit on all fronts. I'd it be surprised if destined. this doesn't become a billion dollar baby. Yeah, which is incredible to have a billion dollar baby that is not a dinosaur movie or a superhero movie. That is purely a you want to see this movie star in a movie movie. You know, Top Gun is IP, sort of. I mean, it is a sequel to a huge hit movie, but... It's IP. It is IP. It is IP. But, but it's not but the, Again, the IP is Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. You know, the IP isn't this character with a cape from a book that we've all read for 40 years. It is Tom Cruise being a guy who's got a smile and puts on a cool uh, uh, fighter pilot jacket. That's He is the IP. I mean, this this is incredible. So going back to those holds you mentioned, that uh, Star Wars The Force Awakens having the all-time biggest hold for a movie that opened at $100 million plus. You also have to remember, Star Wars The Force Awakens opened in mid-December, and I'm pretty sure its second weekend was then the Christmas weekend. Mm-hmm. So... That is notoriously one of the greatest movie weeks of the year is when you get Christmas Eve on. So that does help Star Wars hold so well. The fact that its second weekend took place during the best movie going time there is. Mission and uh, uh, sorry, a Top Gun Maverick's second weekend was just a normal weekend after a holiday. You know, like the first weekend in June isn't necessarily a better weekend than others Mm -hmm. to be out there. So this is purely on the word of mouth and the quality of the movie and the buzz of the movie. Yeah. So we're seeing the the, the demos here, 38% over 45 and 25 to 34 delivering the best attendance at 24%. Out of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, and then 45 to 54, 20%. So, the response five stars, everybody's recommending this. Men over 25 were 43%. Women over 25 were 38% of the demo. Men under 25, 11%. And women under 25, 8%. So the under 34 demo gained 3% wow. from first weekend to second weekend and is now at 49%. So the youngsters, the youngsters are, are coming to come out, out for it because yeah. it's just a great word of mouth movie. It's a, an event. Yep. Young, it's a happening, yep. as, as you put it, and young yep. people love a happening. Mm-hmm. The, the only thing that's, that's a bummer is looking forward to next weekend and it's losing all of its – IMAXs to Dominion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's where most people are seeing this movie. They're really going by what Paramount and Tom Cruise wants you to do, which is see it on the biggest screen available. Right. And we saw it on IMAX. I I went back this weekend to see it in another large format okay. called Screen X, which Screen X is the main screen and then the side walls also are part of it mm-hmm. during certain times of the film. It's a great experience. Mm-hmm. It was just as good the second time as seeing it the first time. This is one of those movies that you'll bring somebody who hasn't seen it 
and you'll see it again and then you'll bring somebody else who hasn't seen it and then they'll bring somebody who hasn't seen it and it's just like this movie is is huge but it's a shame that it's losing these IMAX screens mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah it's I'll tell you what this movie right now and, and just the climate of 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 what theatrical movie going is which is event 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 that is why you go see a movie is is because it's a big event it I think this is a call to the theatrical industry to the exhibitors it is time now to start building more IMAXs. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Because we shouldn't have this situation in which Top Gun Maverick, which is a phenomenon, and it's specifically a phenomenon of IMAX, of people wanting to see it on the best quality screens possible, that it should have to give up any of those IMAX screens this mm-hmm. weekend. It is a travesty yeah. that this weekend Top Gun Maverick is going to be relinquishing even a single IMAX screen, never mind all of them. It mm-hmm. is something that people should be uh, writing their their congressmen's or, or or you know maybe 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 that's obviously that's worthless. That's not going to get anyone no. anywhere. But you should be writing someone something. Yeah, you know you should be voicing your concern as a citizen right now. That Top Gun Maverick after posting. One of the greatest holds in the history of $100 million-plus opening weekend movies is about to give up IMAX screens. This is a disgrace. Mm-hmm. This is a stain on the theatrical exhibit uh, industry, which we love. We support movie theater owners. We want them to do well. But this was the time where they need to invest and get more IMAX screens because this weekend, Jurassic World Dominion should, of course, be opening on on. IMAX is in every city in the country, but Top Gun Maverick should not lose a single GDF in screen. Did you just cut the shit without acknowledging it? I think I did just cut the shit. Yeah. It was a, it was it was it was one of those moments where I didn't realize I was cutting the shit until the shit had already been cut. You worked your way into a shit cutting. Yeah. And I totally agree with you. It is a travesty and I think it's one of those things where, I mean, listen, people are going to, it's a hot take. People are going to disagree with this, but it is akin to Conan O'Brien taking over for Leno when Mm -hmm. Leno was still number one Mm -hmm. in The Tonight Show, Mm -hmm. right? Why take somebody off when they're winning? Right. Just to, I mean, the difference is Dominion's also a winner. Dominion's going to be huge. But- you need to have both of these yes. on large screen formats. And it, 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 and it shows because there have been many surveys where people have said the reason they don't go to movies is not because of price. Mm-hmm. It is not a price thing. No. Because especially now you can get a subscription and that will – I mean we subscribe. We're A-listers yes. again. Yep. Thank goodness I'm, I'm an A-lister again. I'm back, I'm back on the A-list squad and I love every second of it. And in New York City, one of the highest priced – tiers mm-hmm. of all the A-listing, A-lists in, in the world, right, in, mm-hmm. in, the, in the United States, we pay the most. Right. It was still less than one IMAX ticket for Maverick. Yep. So why not subscribe? Yep. If you're going to see an IMAX movie a month, why not subscribe? Yeah. So the thing with that is it's the experience. It's having movies on big screens in different formats that you can't 
quote unquote replicate at home. I mean, we always give people shit. They, you don't have a screen as big as a movie theater screen. No, no. You don't. No. That's a lie. You no. don't. I mean, not even most movie stars and executives and billionaire tech bros, their movie, their home uh, theaters are probably still nowhere near that level. Mm-hmm. Like even the one percenters don't get to movie, real movie theater level in their home screens. They get the biggest screens that you could buy at a Best Buy, but that usually is the extent of it. Or a projector on the wall. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they they put the little speakers everywhere. Because let's be honest, the, the technician comes in and scams them. Yes. You know, the technician, the billionaire tech bro is saying, give me money's on an object, blank check, give me the best home theater system you could get. And the guy is still coming in and putting a couple of like Bose speakers in the corners and a projector and, and it's 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 nothing great. It's a scam. And the billionaire guys, tech bro is getting scammed. It's those guys that are saying, oh, this is just as good as a theater. Yes. It's the guys that are you're paying to put the stuff in your house that right. say that. Right. And you regurgitate it. Right. It's not true. You it's know true. deep down it's not true. Right. right. And if you hooked those technicians up, those home theater installers up to a lie detector test, which they would never allow. They would they never. They walk into a room and they say a lie detector there. They are walking right out. No. If you hook them up to a lie detector, those home theater installers would say, of course, the best place to see a movie is a movie theater. Mm-hmm. And of course, is IMAX, is uh, uh, 40X, is what was that format? Screen X. Screen X. And so is Top Gun Maverick going to be losing its Screen Xs? It's going to be losing its Rumble Theater seats, its its RPXs? Like Right now, IMAX is the one thing it's going to lose, but I would assume that it's going to lose all those the, a lot of those other formats too. Right. So listen, right now, I, I, I hate that we're, we're going down this negativity road after this record-breaking weekend for Top Gun Maverick. I think the thing is that this is so historic. What Top Gun Maverick has done in this second weekend, this incredible, what was it, 32% percent is is beyond, and it should be rewarded with keeping every single screen possible. This is a phenomenon so that we're seeing now the younger audiences are starting to come out. The older audiences, the oldsters, not only are they back, they're back to repeat viewing. Yes, yes. I mean, that is incredible is that this movie, we, you know, we witnessed it uh, when we had Danny from Ice Screen, You Scream, Four Movies. He talked about on our uh, last, I think it was our preview episode last week, how his father, uh, who is an oldster, he's, he's in his uh, 50s, how this was the first movie that he has seen in the movie theater since January 2020. Top Gun Maverick is bringing the oldsters back. But it's not just bringing it back. It's getting them to come over and over again. It's returning them to repeat viewing habits. And, so, and if they come back and they're subjected to a normal screen with normal sound, mm-hmm. they're going to still love the movie because it's good in any format. Yes, it's a great movie. Should be up for Best Picture. That's, uh, honestly, we're not an Oscar nom 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 podcast, but I think we may have to make the exception this year and talk about Top Gun Maverick should be up for Best Picture. But they're not going to get the same experience they had before, and it's, it's kind of a bummer. Mm-hmm. It is. Mm-hmm. And when you see next weekend's hold not being as good, uh, you got to take that into account. Right. You've got to take that into account. And that's nothing against this movie. These movies, theaters should give you 
the best experience and the best experience is on these large format special screens. That's yeah. just the facts. Yeah. It's so the facts. We need more of these screens. We need more large format screens. Mm-hmm. Hashtag build more large format. Absolutely. Now, one thing before we get to, we want to talk about Paramount in general and because they're on a winning streak. Yeah. I mean, this this is this is one of the greatest streaks I've ever seen in, in box office from a studio. I mean, just look at this year, Paramount's 2022. They have, they started with Scream, mm-hmm. right? Back in January, that was a big hit. I think that got to 80, maybe 90 million domestic. Huge hit at both versus its budget versus what Scream 4 did back in 2011. Total success. Jackass Forever, of course, another success. Open number one. Got to what, 50 or 60 million total domestic? Big, big hit. Then you go into Sonic the Hedgehog Part 2, just off the charts hit, made more money than the original. It's up to what, 180 something domestic? 188. 188. Has an outside shot at 200, but most likely is going to get to 190, which mm-hmm. again is bigger than the original. So big hit. Lost City, we talked about a an original. No IP star-driven comedy that is now at 104 million, big hit, and then of course Top Gun Maverick, a phenomenon. It is a this second weekend I think officially puts Top Gun Maverick into phenomenon territory. This summer, when we look back, is going to have been about Top Gun Maverick. I would be very surprised if any other movie is the story of the summer. Well, look at. I, I when I went and saw this movie again, I went with Aaron Foley Chan, mm-hmm. who was on our review episode, and we saw Fathers and Sons. Yep. And what's coming up in a few weekends? Father's Day. Father's Day. Yes. This oh is God. the perfect Father's Day movie. Forget Lightyear. We'll talk about Lightyear when Lightyear comes. Yeah. This is the perfect Father's Day movie. Yeah. Oh my God, this is going to clean up on Father's Day. And it should be on IMAX screens oh. for Father's Day. You've got to, you've got to you've got have to. it on large format screens so fathers and sons can ha- have an experience that they will remember forever. So I, oh my God, I'm, I'm doing the math in my head. So that means Jurassic World Dominion opens up this Friday, which would be what, June 10th? Mm-hmm. And then Light Years the next weekend because they're the Father's weekend. Day. So that means that Top Gun Maverick is not going to get those IMAX. No, because Light Year will be on IMAX. And Jurassic World will probably keep a bunch of IMAX because you assume that it gets at least two weeks on most of these. So these fathers and sons on Father's Day in a couple of weeks, they're going to go see Top Gun Maverick. They're going to love it, but they're not going to love it with their father the way they should. Mm-hmm. They'll they'll walk out of there and there'll be just a little hint of sadness because it wasn't on IMAX. But anyway, we just rattled off five hit movies that Paramount has put out just in the first five months of this year. All number one openers, all hits, all leggy, all successes versus their budget, the whole shebang. We're looking ahead at Paramount's uh, uh, announced movie releases for this summer. And they've got some, I would say some, some, you know, potentially, uh, 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 they've got some potential in, in some movies that they have announced for this summer. They have a Beavis and Butthead sequel 
coming out, a full-length Beavis and Butthead movie. Paramount has made that. They've made a movie called Secret Headquarters starring Owen Wilson where it's about kids who stumble upon the lair of a superhero. They've made that movie. They also made a comedy starring Annette Bening and Brian Cranston called Jerry and, Large, uh, Jerry and Marge Go Large. Comedy movie based on a real-world you know, scam where people scammed a lottery. So three movies that all seem like they have some potential there, especially the Beavis and Butthead movie. But not one of those movies opening theatrical. They are all going straight to Paramount Plus streaming. So, Clayton, I pose this to you. Is this a mistake for this studio with this incredible hot streak at the box office to now suddenly go cold, or not go cold, but to go risk-averse and to not put these three movies I just listed in movie theaters this summer. I don't think it's risk averse at all. Well, I it's definitely they, risk averse. They're they're well. Is risk is it risk averse when they and this is just conjecture? I've not seen these movies. Mm-hmm. When they see Jerry and Margot go large, they've seen the film. They know what they have on their hands. Right, right. And they put it straight to their streamer. I think what's happening here Mm -hmm. is that they're differentiating, Mm -hmm. almost nailed that word, Mm -hmm. what belongs on a big screen and what belongs on their streaming service. Because as much as Paramount has been theatrical heavy, they still have a streaming service to take care of. And I know we say, put everything in the theater, let it make what it's going to make. But in this case, because they are on a great run Mm -hmm. and when you see a theatrical paramount film you know it's going to be quality Mm -hmm. to put out a jerry and margo go large marge that way they got the jerry Jerry and marge go large yeah it's it it looks like it's probably going to be a stinker secret secret headquarters was theatrical bound Mm -hmm. and they decided to put it in streaming only Mm -hmm. that is a decision about quality that is a decision. I feel like they're making good quality decisions here. The Beavis and Butthead one is a question mark. And right. the only reason it's a question mark is because we are the age that Beavis and Butthead is huge for us. Yes, they're important. I, they are not. I mean, we talked about Jackass. We talked about Scream as nostalgia legacy sequels. But those are those came out. After Beavis and Butthead. Beavis and Butthead is the early 90s. Mm-hmm. They haven't had a huge cultural sort of cachet in many a year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think you also want to have people driven to your your streaming service and giving them bonus stuff. I mean, because that is a thing. You you want to have stuff that drives them to it that but isn't But like theatrical. we talked about, the, 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 something like Sonic the Hedgehog 2 is more important on Paramount Plus now because it was already in the movie theaters as opposed to, like with Chippendale's Rescue Rangers, if it just dropped on a Friday and I here know. it is. It, it, these movies, here's where I'll give you, I, I do agree the only reason to me to not put these in the theaters is because if they've, oh, obviously that Paramount has seen them, if these movies are terrible. And I know. think they're probably terrible. I think that's the case. Not with the Beavis and Butthead movie, but I think Jerry and Marge Go Large is probably terrible. It's based on a HuffPost article. Right, right. And then Secret Headquarters was going to be theatrical, and then I think they got cold feet and were like, 
let's not have this besmirch our 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 streak right here. Well, you 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 gotta. You, it's a fine line to walk because I totally get you want to have quality control and you want the Paramount releasing in a movie in a movie theaters to mean something, which right now it means something to moviegoers. They've all gone to number one. So it does mean something, but you don't want to get so risk averse that you only put slam doing sure things in the movie theater because – you're you're just at a point where we can't mess with the streak. We can't possibly risk the streak. Mm-hmm. You know, right now Paramount has a streak. They've got a five movie streak of five theatrical releases, all being hits. Mm-hmm. And something like Lost City, that wasn't a slam doink before it came out. Uh, it, uh, dude, obviously, uh, Sam, no, no, no. I understand Sandra Bullock, and it's not, not the same. Annette case. Benning and and Cranston are not. I totally agree. But something like Lost City, coming out. After the streak had already been established, might have been a movie where like, oh, I mean, we're on this streak. No, it's we Sandra don't wanna, Bullock I, and it's Channing Tatum with Brad Pitt. It's not Owen Wilson and Michael Pena. I like understand. All I'm saying These is they got to be they got to be careful about not letting the streak dictate their release schedule. I agree, and I La- don't think if it's large the case and large here. is terrible. Put it on the streamer. If Secret Headquarters is terrible, put on the streamer. But something like Beavis and Butthead, the new movie, whatever that's called, that is a movie that, to me, means more on the streamer if it had been theatrical. Because they're also, and we're not the streamo boys, but they they have made a new season of Beavis and Butthead TV episodes, which is also going to go to Paramount+. Plus At some point. But, At some but, point, but but, but, but not they're, yet. But it's not been dated. No, but they're those. That's going to happen. So you will have a exclusive to streaming Beavis and Butthead new episodes, along new with remastered episodes right. from the past that have the videos. So to me, this movie has more value as a streamer if it had been a theatrical release, and I do think. You look at this Bob's Burgers movie. Of course, Bob's Burgers is current. It airs on network television now. But Bob's Burgers doing 20 plus million right now may get to 30 million domestic. I think Beavis and Butthead is still a brand that has more equity amongst all people than Bob's Burgers does. I do think that one is the mistake. Beavis and Butthead, the movie, the new movie. Absolutely should have been released in theaters this summer, especially when you start to look at what a a Wasteland August is. Mm -hmm. The fact that, you know, you've got these weeks in June in between big releases. You could have put Beavis and Butthead up against the Elvis movie in June. You know, like it's dated. It's it's dropping on June 23rd. Yeah. I mean, to me, that is the mistake. and, And Paramount is on the streak of a lifetime. They're doing great things. I just don't like that the streak may be causing them to be more hesitant than they should be. Beavis and Butthead should be a movie that debuts the actual. I mean, I agree that this is akin to the Rescue Rangers thing that we were talking about, yes. where it is like, just put it out because, again, everything you just said. Yeah. But I don't think holding Jerry and Marge and Secret Headquarters and Honor Society, which has McLovin in it. Mm-hmm. No, McLovin is a stream. Yeah, boy, exactly. Yeah. And it's like, like we say, put everything in the theater because who cares? But there is a level of 
quality control you have to have. Right. There is a level of this is straight to streamer and this is theater worthy. The issue that we have is when Disney Plus holds Pixar movies right, right. And, and Rescue Ranger movies. And that is where I think Beavis and Butthead is on some level. It is Paramount's Pixar. You know, it is a movie that is bigger than just a streamo debut. All that said, of course, Paramount is doing amazing things. It couldn't have nailed the release of Top Gun Maverick any harder than it did. So I guess before we jump off of, you know, what happened this week, anything else we want to say specifically about Tom Cruise and this whole Top Gun Maverick thing? I mean, I think we'll have plenty of time to talk about Tom Cruise. Yeah. Right? Because we've talked about it last weekend. We talked about it in the preview. I think... Uh, listen to our older episodes. We've yeah. talked about Cruz. I mean, he's done everything. He, When I went to the Regal, that's where I saw Screen X. Mm-hmm. He did uh, a special like announcement before. We made this for you. And he truly believes that. Yeah, He truly believes that he made this movie for the theater goers, the theater employees, and the theater owners. Wow. And he does. I believe him. I believe him. Yes. And the whole movie... And, listen, and the country believes it. And listen to our review episode because you nailed it. Mm-hmm. And many other pundits have said this. Mm-hmm. And I wish we could have released our our episode the night we recorded it because you were on the forefront of this. Yes, yes. Of that this movie is about theatrical versus streaming. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. go back and, and listen to our review episode if you want to know more about that. But I agree. And I think it's a powerful message. Yes, yes. It was, I mean, the short version of it, it's Top Gun Maverick was a statement about fighting back against streaming. That was the enemy in Top Gun Maverick, very clearly. Those were the the faceless fighter pilots were, were, net, were Netflix executives. And Top Gun Maverick is a clear victory for the old guard, for theatrical, and it is one of the greatest uh, uh, takedowns of streaming culture I have ever seen. Absolutely. Now, I I, I, I didn't mean to push off Cruz, but we're going to have plenty of time to talk about Cruz. Yeah, he's going to be around all summer. He's going to be around all summer. What we have to talk about is something that is is not going to be around all summer. Mm -hmm. Morbius. Mm -hmm. Now, we talked about in our preview episode that Morbius was getting back into theaters. It said, at first, 1,000 theaters. It ended up being 1,037 theaters. Pardon me. And we were like, why is this? Mm -hmm. Why is this? There's been tons of articles about the reason this got another shot at theaters is because of memes. Okay. Morbius has overtaken the meme meme scene. Mm -hmm. There's Mm -hmm. all this stuff about it's Morbi time. They're they're too banal to speak of. Okay. I'm an adult, so I don't look at memes. Right, right. Right. But sometimes memes get... Put in front of you, no matter how hard you try to avoid. Because when they become news like this, right? When they're bo centric memes, right? Then I have to pay attention because this is what we do, right? You have to pull up those pant legs and you have to wade into these muddy waters. Now, the great Scott Mendelson on Forbes just mm-hmm. put out an article about Morbius going back in the theaters, and it was titled "Morbius Flops Again." Wow! And. He pretty much sums this up, and I'm going to read, if he doesn't mind, 
this paragraph because uh, no one says it better. Right, right. Sony brought Morbius back into over a thousand theaters this weekend, either due to a misunderstanding of how internet memes work or more likely just playing along to give theaters something, quote unquote, new on a dead weekend and keep Jared Leto's antihero in the news cycle. That's what we said. Mm -hmm. It's for runoff purposes to get some of that Maverick runoff. To the surprise of no one who didn't see Snakes on a Plane in theaters or watch Zack Snyder's Justice League on HBO Max, the online shenanigans translated to $300,000 or $289 per theater. Wow. Critics hated it and audiences did too. He talked about, you know, the cinema score and all that stuff. And that's... It made less, like, I'll look at the numbers here. Per theater, it's, I mean, it's probably it in, like, per, Father Stew territory or, or Family Camp or... It, it made less per theater than Fantastic Beasts, which geez. is only in 625 theaters. It made less than Men. Oh, my God. A art horror movie that has been rejected. Did it make less than than Firestarter? I feel like it was probably in that realm. A completely... It made less than Firestarter. So the per theater average, that is the, that is the ultimate sign of whether people want something or not. You mm-hmm. know, that is, that is the, the, the granular number of <coughs> whether people are, are deciding to go see something. Doesn't matter how many screens you put it on. Per theater means, do I want to see this or not? And people didn't want Morbius. You cannot trick theater goers into seeing something they vehemently do not want, and they didn't want Morbius. They just wanted to make fun of it in memes. Well, that's the thing, and that and 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 Scott Mendelson nails it with the misunderstanding yes. of memes. But the thing is, I do think they took a flyer on this because they thought, well, what if? Right. What if right. I, we can make a little bit more money? Because it underperformed. Right. There's a lot of people who have an interest in this movie making money. Right. So I mean, it was an incredibly, I mean, not incredibly high budgeted, but it was a movie that- It wasn't incredibly high budgeted. It was low budgeted for a superhero movie. But still, that's still like, you spent $75 million or so on mm-hmm. a movie like this that, what is it at total domestically in the- 73. Seven, yeah. So it's a, it's a big flop versus its budget. And I think one thing to keep in mind is the people who are memeing Morbius don't even necessarily know that Morbius is a movie. They no. don't even necessarily know that Morbius is something you could pay a ticket for and see in a movie theater. All they know is Morbius is a guy who makes a wacky face mm-hmm. that they could put text under. It's totally out of context for the majority of the people who are making and sharing these Morbius memes. They're not going to the movie theater because they don't even know movie theaters exist. Well, like we always say, tweets aren't ticks and memes don't mean money. No. And so there are beloved properties that are... Uh, just standard memes now. Like uh, SpongeBob SquarePants is a beloved property that has a ton of memes. But the understanding is that we love, not we, I'm meaning we as the internet because I have no feelings about SpongeBob SquarePants because I'm an adult. But SpongeBob- And you're not in college. And I'm not in college. So SpongeBob SquarePants is beloved, but also memed. Yes. Munions, beloved and memed. Right. Morbius, memed, not beloved. Exactly. And and there exactly. is, do you need to have an understanding of that? And they, uh, to Sony's credit, they're not a bunch of idiots sitting around being like, they love us. They really love us. No. They knew it was a goof. Yes. They put it in the theater hoping that that goof 
would make them money. Right. And they were wrong. Right. Right. And right. no harm, no foul. Yeah. It's going to be there's going to be internet headlines like like Scott Mendelson's great headline. But at the end of the day, Sony's not hurting for money. Marvel's not hurting for money. No. They're in the news cycle. Uh, you know, any publicity is good publicity at this point. Right. It's a way of getting people to talk about Morbius as it, you know, becomes available on PVOD. That's the thing. And people probably rented it just because they didn't go to the theater doesn't mean they're not renting it to bust on it. Right, right. And listen, we're here's here's the play. The B.O. boys are talking about Morbius right now. Exactly, right? Morbius has been out for two months. It's a flop. It has no relevance at the modern box office anymore other than the stunt they pulled this weekend. And you know what? Good for you. Good for you. You got the B.O. boys to talk about Morbius. Mm -hmm. So well done. The stunt worked. Uh, uh, Memes, though, are not going to drive anyone to the box office. I'm going to throw this out there. I'm going to invoke the name, Clayton, of someone you know very well, Tony Zarrett. He is a internet sensation. He is a, a writer, director, and meme expert. If, if you don't know this guy, just look him up. Look up his Instagram. One of the, the greatest meme makers of all times, but also one of the greatest analysts of meme culture in 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 maybe history. Yeah. And I'm throwing this out there. We got to get Tony Zarrett on the B.O. Boys to analyze the cross-section of memes and movies, what movies, what memes could become box office hits. You know, this whole, you know, he'll be able to go deep on this Morbius meme situation. I think he's someone we just got to get on the B.O. Boys soon to talk I about I thought this. you were going to announce that you had booked him. But what you're doing is you're announcing that we should book him. Yes. I'm putting it out there into the universe. I'm going to make this happen. Okay. I'm basically stoking the fires, get the fans excited. Yeah. The want to B.O. Boys, want to B.O. Girls, want to B.O. People. Let them get excited that I will be reaching out to Tony Zarrett to get on here on a future episode and talk movies and memes. Well, because also Munions is coming out. So we can exactly. talk about the Morbius kerfluffle. Yeah. We could talk about the Munions and how they've remained relevant because of memes. Yep. I think, yeah, definitely, definitely book him. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to happen. Uh, so anything else that had happened this past week or weekend in box office? I don't think so. I mean, I think we did it. We did it. I think we did it. All right. So then everyone... Email us at the Podcast at gmail.com. If you've been listening to our Thursday weekend preview episodes, and based on the numbers, you have been listening, mm-hmm. you'll know that we really do use that episode to not just look ahead at the weekend's upcoming movies, but to go through your emails, talk through the great analysis you send our way. That is the episode we really could dig in on you uh, sending us emails. So email us at the B.O. Boys podcast at gmail.com and then listen to the Thursday preview episodes because you might just hear us talk about your email. And I would say email us and let us know if the Morbius memes made you see Morbius mm-hmm. or if any meme has ever made you see a movie. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, we don't want to hear that. We also want to get your ratings and reviews on this podcast and of course on apple Podcasts. i mean you could do it on stitcher and overcast and all those other podcast apps but really that doesn't matter do it on 
Apple Podcasts. Give us a five-star review and leave us a comment. Well, I don't think there's anything left to say, Pat. No. Except for, until next time. We'll smell you at the box office. Nailed it. <laughs>